is episode 103 of Hebrews in Exile with our honorable teacher, Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And we have finally reached the month of Aviv, where we celebrate the festival of Passover, or Pesach, and the Feast of Matzah. We're going to take a little bit of time and explain the importance of both of these festivals and how we are to observe them in our current day exile. So, Hebrews in Exile, you know what we do. Let's go! of the harvest, you're of my life, you're of creation, you make everything right, give me more power, give me more love, yeah, give me more passion, power me from above. This is Rabbi Robert B. Homer Jr. and Sean Appleton, and this is Hebrews in Exile. Shalom. Shalom. No, it's time to go home. Shalom. <laughs> you know? The peace of Yahweh be with you. Sir. We are at one of the high points of being Hebrew. Oh, yeah. No question. No doubt about it. And this aspect of being Hebrew is where the rubber kind of meets the road that separates pure Hebrews from Hebrew Christians. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that is that it is super important that we understand the application of the Most High's mitzvot, his rules and regulations. Absolutely. Without question. Yeah. And we, we, we've, we've matriculated to this time, this season, this, the beginning of the year where we kick off uh, a couple... Uh, holy convocations that we we are ordained to meet at. But again, like you said, this is where the rubber meets the road as far as uh, our observance of these mitzvot because this is something that is really germane to, uh, to Hebrew Israel and how we exemplify and show our behavior in front of the Most High, beep, that we are in line and... Uh, doing the things that the Most High asks us to do. I'm rambling a little bit, but yeah. So, 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 we're going to talk about. Let's celebrate. Yeah. Celebrate what? Oh yeah. Oh. Well, glad you asked. Mm-hmm. You have done an excellent job on presenting the correct rendering of the Hebrew calendar according to the Masoretic text and the and the apocalyptic writings. Yes, thank you. You've done an excellent job. Thank you, sir. And I I commend you for that. <clears throat> there is nothing nothing there is nothing on planet Earth mm. that is like it. Nothing, zero. There's nothing on planet Earth like the Hebrew calendar that you have, the Most High has shown you the intricate aspects of the development of it, <clears throat> along with being able to explain the, the month cycles. Absolutely, yeah. Thank so you. that when we read text, we can now look <laughs> at this calendar and we can see 
what month he's talking about. Sure. And we can see what day he's talking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we no longer have to, we no longer have to uh, depend upon the Oxenazis and I'm not going to, I'm not going to berate them, mm -hmm. but I got to tell you, the Oxenazis calendar of celebrating the feast days of the Most High is off. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, off. very much so. And with that being said, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> the 31st of this month, yes, which is going to be Friday, Friday <laughs> at sundown. At sundown, yes. Friday at sundown. According to the Hebrew calendar, mm -hmm. based upon the... What cycle? The, the 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 it's the cycle that's shown in the book of uh, Enoch that that shows us a, our 30, 30, 31 cycle that we have um, as far as the months are concerned. Okay, so it comes it comes right out of that. Yeah. So on the thirty first, yes, of the Gregorian calendar of yeah, which is the fourteenth yes. day of the Hebrew calendar is Pesach for Hebrews in exile. That's correct. That is correct. Absolutely, 110% correct. And succeeding that day is the Feast, feast of, of matzah, matzah, which is on the 15th day of the first month. Now, I, I, as we're talking here, I, I want you all to, you, you, really, you really need to get your hands <laughs> Yeah. on this calendar. Yeah. So uh, why don't you tell them, before we start talking about them, why don't you tell them where they can, where they can obtain this calendar? Well, for right now, um, the best place to, to obtain it is to email me directly. And, and I want to preface that by saying that um, we are moving forward with getting a, a dedicated web page set up specifically for the calendar. So you can go online and order it. But until that is ready, uh, you can email me directly, and I'm going to spell it slowly. S, as in Sam, D, as in David, A, as in Apple, at writersblock.net. I'm going to spell writersblock for you. It's W-R-I-T-E-R-Z, as in zebra, Block B as in boy. L O C K dot net. S D A at writersblock.net. And that's writers with a Z in there. W R I T E R Z B L O C K dot net. Go to that uh, email address. Email me your, um, your the quantity that you would like to have. And then also. Um, I will send you back the digital uh, payment uh, form, which we shouldn't say form, but uh, the way that you can go ahead and uh, place your order, which is going to be through Cash App, Vimo, and PayPal at the current current moment. So thank you for that shameless plug that I had to make. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's important. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. They, it's important. People it's need important. to have access to it's it. Important. And the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm saying this to you, because this, the Hebrew calendar... Um, the 
Gregorian calendar sits on top of it. Correct. Or, on the, or beneath it. It, the Gregorian calendar sits inside the Hebrew Inside calendar. of it. Yeah, because the Most High has established his calendar right. from, from the creation of time. So right. And it hasn't moved. Right. And so you'll see how the Hebrew calendar is, uh, what's my word, static? Static, yes. Static. 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 Yes, static. It, it doesn't move, but the Gregorian calendar does move. Yeah, it moves with inside yeah. it. Yeah, so. But anyway, we're, we're going to talk about celebration. Yeah. And yeah. Let's go let's go to um let's open this, this conversation up in uh Shemot uh Exodus chapter twelve. Okay. Yahweh spoke to Moshe at Aaron in the land of Mitzrayim and said, You are to begin your calendar with this month. Mm-hmm. It will be the first month of the year for you. Speak to the assembly of Israel and say, on the 10th day of this month, each man is to take a lamb or a kid for his family, one per household, except that if the household is too small for a whole lamb or kid, then he and his next door neighbor should share one, dividing it in proportion to the number of people eating it. Mm -hmm. Your animal must be without defect, a male in its first year, and you may choose it from either the sheep or goats. Now, let's 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 kind of stop right there because okay. there's a lot in there. All right. right. Let's go back with the calendar issue. Mm -hmm. You are to begin your calendar with this month. It will be the first month of the year for you. What month is that? That is the month of Aviv. That is the month that we are currently in right now. That is the first month of the year for for us. Okay, so Aviv is springtime. Is a month that's associated with spring. Spring, yeah, that's what the word Aviv means. It means spring. Okay. So that's how we can we know when the beginning of the year actually is, is when spring comes around. It's a very good indicator. So now the now the next question is, well, you know, and then let, let's, let, let's, let's read down and we'll come back and talk about this. Sure. Verse six, you are to keep it until this kid that you, that you take on the 10th day, you are to keep it until the 14th day of the month. And then the assembly, the entire assembly of Israel will slaughter it at dusk. They are to take some of the blood, smear it on two sides of both top, the frame, uh, the entrance of the house in which they eat it. Mm -hmm. That night they are to eat it, eat the meat roasted in fire. They are to eat it with matzah and mara. Do not eat it raw or boiled, but roasted in the fire with its head, lower parts, its legs, its inner organs. Let nothing of it remain till morning. If any of it does remain, burn it up completely. Now let's mm. deal with, let's deal with all that. Okay. Let's. It's obvious that the language in here is not something that is that is related to the norm. Okay. By that I mean uh, we're not we don't have the ability to slaughter a lamb or a goat. That's correct. So we have to go and buy it. buy one. Yeah. And or lamb, we have to go buy lamb, mm -hmm. whether it be lamb shanks or lamb chops, which mm -hmm. is what we're going to use uh, for uh, for dinner on Friday evening. We're gonna have we're gonna have some uh, <laughs> savory. We're gonna have some uh, braised. 
some braised lamb shanks. Yes. Yeah. Smoke them up first, and then I'm gonna put them in and braise them. Let them cook. Let them let them cook till the meat falls off the bone. See, see there, see that that's that's your Hebrewness coming out. See, you love to well get, well, get un, that. Well, let's let's understand going. something. Let's understand something. <laughs> what do y'all think our ancestors did in the wilderness? Oh yeah. See, you think yeah. about cooking, but mm -hmm. they were barbecuing. Absolutely. What we, what we call barbecuing is was 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 the norm of what they did because they cooked everything over an open fire. So that's that's like that's 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 barbecue, man, in in our in, in our terminology, and uh, that you you got to know that every all the meat that they cooked was smoked up because they had to cook it with wood. And sure enough, did. Yeah, you couldn't not be a cook back then and be a bad one. Yeah, so. If we had a farm as one of our dear brothers used to have yeah. that was with us, mm -hmm. uh, and you were part of that, yeah. you know, you went out on the farm and he raised he raised lamb, mm -hmm. and uh, you guys caught one and <laughs> slaughtered it. Yeah, it was it was a process. You could let me tell you something. It it was all of a good you know couple of hours talk just about it for a minute so really we we on I mean, one i'm asking you to talk about it mm -hmm. because the text here that's written is something that you experienced you know absolutely firsthand <laughs> i i experienced getting a uh a goat uh from the flock from the herd it was a lamb wasn't it, it was a goat oh no it was a lamb excuse me thank lamb. you thank yeah. you it was a lamb uh got it from the one flock yeah. yeah yeah exactly um, took him, and then the, and the, the in, uh, interesting part about it was was that we, he knew what was getting ready to happen. That lamb, that sheep knew. Yeah, that lamb knew exactly what was getting ready to happen. When we put that the rope around his his neck, and you kind of tie him up, and he he get, got the bucking. I mean, he was he knew exactly what was getting ready to happen. So we got him down on the ground, and we it was something very sentimental. I will always remember this: is that we got on the ground and we we prayed right on that animal as he was there. And he was calm as all get out. Calm as all get out. And then one of the dear brothers that was with us. Um, so, so wait a minute. Go ahead. He went, he went from kicking and bucking. Yes. So when you got him on the ground and you prayed over him. Yes. Then he went calm. He was calm. Wasn't moving, wasn't bucking or anything. He was, he was calm. And so once we got him, you know, once we were praying over him, he was calm. Uh, Osman, who was one of the brothers that was with us, uh -huh. um, and Yochanan, uh, uh, um, uh, I forget the brother's last name, uh, but he was there with us too, and uh, Osman went ahead and slaughtered him. He, we slaughtered him kosher, uh, drained the blood out of him, but to make a long story even longer, what happened was, was we, um, we hung him up, drained all his blood out of him, and the process of preparing that lamb took hours. It took three, I mean, obviously, we didn't, that was my first time doing it. I mean, we skinned him, we took the innards out of him, we prepared him, got him all ready for the, for the, for the grill and, and put him on there, you know, kind of washed the, washed the meat and everything. But it is not a, you know, go to the store, you know, unwrap the cellophane wrapper off of it and put him on the grill and start, you know, cooking him and whatnot. Um, if you're going to do it the long way, I know you just talked about you're going to you know, braise it and you're going to marinate him and everything. But think about that process on top of catching him, 
killing him, draining him, skinning him, and then cutting his parts up. And then then putting then in preparing him and then putting him on the grill. It's 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 a reason why they said start it in the evening. We're going I'm stealing your well, thunder. Well, well listen <laughs> listen to the text. The text says you are to keep it. You are first of all, let's go back up. Each man is to take a lamb or a kid. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's the first part, without any defect. Yes. That's the second part. Then the third part is you're to keep it until the 14th day of the month. Well, the 14th day of the month is Passover. That's correct. But, but listen to the text. And then the entire assembly of the community of Israel will slaughter it at dusk. That's right. Okay? So you're slaughtering it at dusk. Mm-hmm. Then they are to take some of the blood, smear it on the two sides of the top of the door frame at the entrance of the house in which they eat it. Then that night they are to eat the meat roasted in fire. So this is kind of, as I'm listening to text, this is a, this is something that starts in the evening. You're slaughtering it at dusk. Mm-hmm. That's, 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 mid, that's, right as the, as the sun goes down and the sun is below the horizon, but you still have light. Okay. That's dusk. So that's listen, evening. Okay. So now listen to what's happening. If that's the case, and they're slaughtering it. They got to skin it. Yeah. They've got to drain it. They got to. It's got to be koshered. They got to gut it. I mean, these people aren't having Passover supper until yeah later on in the night until until yeah. until night. Absolutely. I mean, you, you consider dusk is maybe about forty five minutes. If they're that, not they're not eating at sundown. No. They slaughtering at sundown. <laughs> No, they're getting, they're getting started. They're getting started at sundown. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's, it's, it's very emphatic and specific. It said, hey, none of that is supposed to last until the morning. So you got all night fellowship, eating, and preparing, get ready. Because when the morning comes, he has to be gone. All of it. So this is, so, so when, if, if, I'm, if I'm reading the text correctly, mm-hmm. This is a all-night party. It's an all-night party. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, so when you think about text and you think about being in the land, mm-hmm. and um, I've read some historical data that says that they would take their lamb to the temple mm. and they would slaughter the lamb. They would, they, the, everybody would come to the temple and they would slaughter the lamb in the temple there in the temple, in the temple area mm-hmm. uh, that, that night. And they, they would do their, their Passover thing, you know, all, all there. Oh yeah. You know, but it was an all night, party see you, you know I, I'm, I'm placing myself in and i'm just being cathartic i'm placing myself in that realm that that experience of and trying to make a parallel of what it would be like you've been to reno before yeah plenty of times yeah and I, there I is what, there right yeah so while we were there now they had this when they were using porky pig but they had that uh uh 
that street fest and when August nights, I believe, where they had the barbecue cook off the whole entire time, and then you could smell this aroma that's coming out here with all this. So I'm just imagining myself being there and all of this this aroma that's coming out of Hebrew Israel as everybody is roasting roasting their uh, roasting lamb roasting lamb. I mean, it's a all it's a barbecue. It's a cook off over wood. It's, yeah. 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 <laughs> so <clears throat> let's get back to the calendar now. We got the process here. Sure. Oh, by the way, so in this in this modern day culture where we celebrate Passover, uh, we used to follow the Oxenazis' uh, Great procedure of of a seder. So if you've ever heard of a Seder, you're going to the Seder. Well, we did that for a long time until the Most High corrected us. Yes. Because number one, they're outside of what we're reading here in text. Mm -hmm. There is no liturgy. Correct. That is associated with uh, Passover, except that night that they are to eat meat roasted in fire and they are to eat it with matzah and marrow. Yeah. Those are the, and, and, and roast it in the fire. So those are the only two requirements that there are for Pesach. Yeah, and, and, and quite frankly, Pesach is happening. Let's look at the name Pesach, Passover. There was a plague that was happening at that particular time with our ancestors. So the Most High passed over those particular homes that had the mark. So if you were going, even in the liturgy of the Ashkenazis and the Sephardics, they have the whole entire, they do the whole entire t plagues, set of plagues that are there. And really, if there was going to be one that you're going to remember, it should be the one that it was for, which was passing over because the firstborns were getting ready to get taken yeah. because of the fact that uh, they right. didn't have the uh, mark over their doors. Right. So right. yeah, I, I, I applaud and I agree with what you're saying is that there's no liturgy here that says you are to have this and you're supposed to open the doors for Elijah and all this other kinds of stuff that we used to do yeah. in that liturgy. It, there's nothing in there in the Masoretic text that tells us to do that. You know, you know, you, you have to you have to appreciate the journey. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. As we were talking in a couple of other pad, podcasts when we were debunking uh, um, black Hebrews, that there is a journey getting to a correctness mm -hmm. of application of the things that the Most High has asked and is asking Hebrew Israel to do. And so we've come through all of this. We've, we've had satyrs. They were beautiful. And they were. I mean, the yeah. house was decorated out all nice and the tables were set up all yeah. nice and we set up here and read through the Haggadah and all that. And the Most High, the Most High <laughs> asked, he, basically he said, he said, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. I didn't ask you to do that. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, let, let me piggyback on that. And, and this is what I think our ancestors fell into this particular trap because they don't have that experiential knowledge. Let, let, me, let me explain a little bit. We parallel our ancestors in the fact that we came out of something yeah. Progress through all of the, the geriatrics and motions and all this kinds of this stuff. And we can appreciate, just like you said, where we've come from. Yes. Just like our ancestors that were in the desert. We were, they were in Mitzrayim. Yes. They knew what the bitter uh, 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 
pill of, for lack of eloquence, of slavery, of slavery was, was right. when making bricks with no straw and right, all right, kinds right, of right. oppression that was on them. And then we have this group of individuals that are matriculating into the land that were born in 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 the trans you know versing into the land that don't have those experiential knowledge right so therefore their ability to kind of understand and appreciate that is not there it's kind of like uh richie rich back in the days for those i'm dating myself by telling y'all that richie rich for all of those that are watching y'all know who that is you know, he has the silver spoon right. born in his mouth. He hasn't had the ability of understanding what it means to to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and make the millions and millions of dollars. He's just had that. He's just, that's all he's ever known. So that's why it's kind of incumbent upon us, you know, the, that's been through this to really press upon the generations after us that follow the most high. Do this, do that, because there's a reason we were in those pitfalls and we don't want to see you guys go back to right. a Mitzrayim state. Right, 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 right. So, right. no, I, I, again, I, I'm, you're hitting, you're, you're you're hitting know, on all cylinders. Yeah, I appreciate I mean, so the journey. We, we've, we've been through it all yeah. to where we are now at a point where what does the Most High want from us on this particular day? Okay, well, if we go back to Mitzrayim, they celebrated Passover in their homes. That's correct. And <clears throat> this Friday evening, we're going to celebrate Passover in our homes. In our homes, absolutely. I'm going. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going. Like I said, I'm going to braise up some lamb shakes and mm -hmm. and uh, put some uh, barbecue, uh, some uh, lamb chops on the grill. Can't put too many of them because we got to eat them all before we leave. No, wait a minute. You you you're doing a lot of broadcasting now. If a whole horde of folk. That's okay. So, that's that's <laughs> so okay. Pet your that's house. Okay. They there. They there, and I'm here. Right. You know, and. Uh, and uh, you know we're going we're going to have a, a nice meal, uh -huh. and we'll sit around the table, and we're going to do something. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's go back down. Let's go back down to text, verse eleven. Here is how you are to eat it: with your belt fastened, with your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, mm. and you are to eat it hurriedly. So now. If there is if there's a protocol, this would be it. If we were in a hurry, and as I read this, mm -hmm. I think about I think about our slave ancestors, mm -hmm. uh, many of them uh, escaping slavery. Sure, uh, no doubt they ate quickly and and did and did this. It might not have been on a Passover day, but I'm I would imagine that a lot of our ancestors escaping slavery in this country uh had to eat with their belt fastened and their shoes and on the staff in their hand there and they go. had to eat hurriedly. Mm -hmm. It is Yahweh's Passover. For that night I will pass through the land of Mitraim and kill all the firstborn of the land of Egypt, both men and animals, and I will execute judgment against all the gods of Mitraim. I am Yah. You know what I like about him? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I like about the hump, the Holy Spirit? Yes. When he does something drastic or catastrophic mm -hmm. he signs his name to it at the, uh, absolutely uh, he says i will execute judgment against all the gods i am yahweh, yahweh. yeah it's just signed i am yahweh yeah and here's <laughs> this email on what's gonna get ready to happen and yes it's me that's getting ready to do it he's letting you know <coughs> behavior yeah. this is this is beautiful he's showing we constantly see this in text all the time. When you're in text, you see the behavior of the Most High. Right. And what he does. 
So the blood will serve as a sign marking the house where you are. When I see the blood, I will pass over mm. Pesach, you. When I strike the land of Mitzrayim, the death blow will not strike you. Now, let's kind of talk about this for a minute. Okay. Because there's, there's, there's a lot in here and what's in here ain't got nothing to do with nobody called Jesus Christ. No. His blood, his blood is no different than your blood. That's correct. That is correct. And his blood is not going to cause anything to pass over you. That's correct. That's correct. Here, right. Here's another good point to bring up, which you brought up, which I've always kept once you brought it and you unearthed it, was what? The fact that if he's going to be the Passover lamb, quote unquote, he's got to be without defect. And he didn't go to the cross not defected. <laughs> so if we read if we read their text correctly, it said he was beating beyond recognition. You couldn't even tell who he was. So the most high, you can't make these parallels. It's cute to make these kinds of parallels and say that's what it is. But when you read it in context and you say what's really happening here, it doesn't line up. Can 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 I take a sidebar here? Sure, absolutely. Let's just hold your point right there. Okay. I want to take a sidebar here. <laughs> Where? <laughs> you know where I I'm think going. I know where you're getting ready to go. <laughs> you know where I'm going. I'm actually going to back up off this microphone real quick. Where in the Hebrew text do you read anywhere about the Elohim of Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov being beaten beyond recognition? Nowhere. Nowhere. Where is there any, any hint that that might have happened? Nowhere, because literally... Where is there any implication that that might have happened? Nowhere. Nowhere. So, <laughs> so <clears throat> if you're going to pass yourself off <laughs> as being L, I can't use God because God is not a proper term. Mm -hmm. If you're going to pass yourself off as being L, mm -hmm. there is no way anybody should have beat you beyond recognition. And let me tell you something. <laughs> he could have he called, no, he couldn't call a legion of angels. No. They were not, listen, the heavenly host was not going to respond to an alien person calling themselves L when they, <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I, I, I gotta do this. Yo, come on, come on. When the heavenly host in heaven <laughs> Is looking around and going like, uh, <laughs> opulent spirit, aren't you up here with us? Exactly. He goes, yes, I am. <laughs> uh, so uh, what's that going on down there talking about? I don't know, mm -mm. <laughs> but it's not me. Malachim, angels, heavenly hosts, have you ever known me mm. to get a whooping like that? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was I was the one that was doing all the whooping oh my gosh <laughs> just a side note yeah I mean it, 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 I gotta piggyback on that one too because we just came out of one and it's one of your your favorite ones to make fun of which is Mr. Dagon oh who, Mr. Dagon if you're reading over there in the book of uh, of uh, Shemuel Shemuel 
you'll find out about this alien god named Dagon that the Philistines used to worship. And when the Ark of the Covenant, the, the contract was taken into the temple of Dagon, they left. And then the next morning, they found Dagon on his face in front front of the ark and then one of the things that's in there is they had to go in there and help Dagon back up on his pedestal exactly (laughs) exactly which is the same thing they had to do for Jesus Christ with that with that cross he was bearing he fell down they had to help him up blah 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 can I ask a question when has anybody had to help the opulent L the Elohim of Abraham, oh, Yitzchak, gosh, and Yaakov, never. the creator of all things. When has any anything in the Shemayim, mm. anything in the Eretz ever had to help him up? No, never. You will never find that anywhere. But it's interesting that Dagon, who happened to be a wooden structure, idol of the Philistines, right? Yeah, Philistines. Mm-hmm. In the presence of the Most High, that wood statue fell on its face. Yeah, fell on its face. And, and they set it up. And they had to help him back up to his and spot. And the next morning they came, it, he was and actually, he was on his face again. It, matter of fact, I think the next day they came, he was severed and his uh, from his torso or something along that lines where either his, his torso was severed from his body or his head had been, he had been decapitated and his a portion of that his body was over the threshold so the priests of Dagon would never step on the threshold because that's where their that's where their god had laid when they found him that next morning which is again funny because all gods bow, bow. before the most high yeah so and, and and you know what there's text that talks about that mhm Mm-hmm. Anyhow, that's just a side. That's just that's a sidebar. We had to go there. That's was, a sidebar. That fruit was hanging too low. Yeah, not yeah, to that get was, it. we couldn't we couldn't pass that up. <laughs> now, so we have the we have the historical writings. So now he says to us in verse fourteen, mm-hmm. Pesach. This will be a day for you to remember and celebrate as a festival to Yahweh. From generation to generation, you are to celebrate it by a perpetual regulation. Oh, there's that word again for you. That's perpetual that word. Perpetual regulation. Perpetual regulation. That means it goes, it goes away? No. And it, it doesn't go away? No. Ever. So now here's our hmm. problem. Here's our problem. Christianity doesn't know anything about this day. Hmm. While it is they want to associate themselves with it uh, and call it Easter or Resurrection Sunday, mm-hmm. Resurrection Sunday and Easter have nothing at all to do with the Father's Passover. That's correct. And while it is in their sermonizing, they use this text, it's out of context with the text you cannot associate you cannot associate passover with easter or resurrection sunday but see let me there's your point surfacing itself again which is they cannot establish their pagan days without coming over to the hebrew text it has no foundational weight no it doesn't have any no 
You have to come over to the Hebrew text to grab something to say, okay, this is what provides this date some type of, of value or why you can take it seriously because it was written over. No. No, no. No, no. no. You, can't, you cannot associate. Matter of fact, it's blasphemous to do so. Sure, absolutely. Absolutely. It's blasphemous to associate or try to associate the text in Exodus 12 with anything that has to do with Resurrection Sunday or Easter. Yeah. They, are, they, are, they are diabolically, textually, diabolically, and spiritually just opposed, opposed to each other. other. Yeah, they're diametrically opposed. One has nothing to do with the other. So, so he says to remember it and celebrate it by a perpetual regulation. That means that this regulation is never going away. Never going away. When we get in the land, we'll be doing this. We'll, doing we'll, this. we'll, be, we'll be doing this. Mm -hmm. Now, he says, next, that's on the 14th day. Mm -hmm. On the 15th day, for seven days, you are to eat matzah. And on the first day, remove the leaven from your houses. For whoever eats hamas or leaven from the first to the seventh day is to be cut off from Israel. Mm-hmm. Now that's a very that's a very important statement. Cut off from Israel. Mm -hmm. Cut off from Israel. Mm. That's like your father telling you you have been cut off from the inheritance. Right. You get nothing. You're getting nothing. <clears throat> You're getting zero. You're not even going to get a resurrected from the dust. Mm. You're cut off. Mm. That's how important, that's how significant and important this. On the first and the seventh day, you are to have an assembly set aside to Elohim. Mm -hmm. On these days, no work is to be done except what each must do to prepare his food. Mm -hmm. you, may do, you may do only that. So now what, what this is, is it's called a high, a high Sabbath or a high Sabbatine. Mm -hmm. It's a high Sabbath, but it's not like the ordinary Sabbath that falls on uh, on the Shabbat, which means, which means that this Shabbat, because uh, feast of matzah falls on this Shabbat, we can cook. That's right. It doesn't have to be prepared the day before. Except you, 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 you can, you can, you must, uh, to be done. Except that each must do to prepare his food. Mm -hmm. You may do only that. And you are to observe the festival of Matzah. For on this very day, I brought your divisions out of the land of Mitraim. Therefore, you are to observe this day from generation to generation by a perpetual, perpetual. regulation. Absolutely. Absolutely. From the evening of the 14th day and the first month until the evening of the 21st day, you are to eat matzah. Now, all that we're talking about right here in terms of these days is, is um, uh, annotated on the calendar. A absolutely. So it's, you can't miss it. Right, 
And, and the beauty about a lot of these festivals that we have as we transverse through the year is they fall on Shabbats. So there's, there's the Most High is making an opportunity so we don't have to have these things fall in the middle of the week when they may be a little bit inopportune for us. They fall on these Shabbats. But you're absolutely right. The calendar explains all of this and gives you the scriptorial backup to prove each one of the dates that are on there and why they're there. Um, so you can do some further investigation on what needs to be done on those days. And actually, I actually want to go back to a point that you were making. Um, just as a sidebar, I think I'm, I'm going to just make this a little personal a little bit. The text is very specific in uh, chapter, um, excuse me, um, verse 15, where it says, for seven days, you are to eat matzah. On the first day, remove the leaven from your houses. You have up you, until that first day to get that chametz or that leaven out. And we should probably talk about that for a little bit so we can, so people can understand what, what that's all about. Um, as a personal note, my household removes the, the leaven or the chametz a little bit before that. We actually are going to do it prior to Pesach because we understand that Pesach, uh, we'll be, we'll be doing things on Pesach and we'll be fellowshipping and we'll be preparing and doing other things. So on the day of Feast of Matzah, uh, we, we just want to have it already done. You can go all the way up to the first day, according to the text, and not be out of compliance. But it's just good practice to just to do it before. I don't, I'm not saying that what I'm doing is in text. I'm just preparing way prior to, so I don't have to on that particular day. Now, as far as, and, and, and we can have a discord about this, as far as chametz, chametz is going to be anything, like it says, anything that's leaven, which basically has anything with yeast in it that makes bread rise. So you're going to get rid of all the bread that's in your, your home. Um, I know as a, a, a black person, one of the things that's quite frequent in my house is that Jiffy cornbread mix. So a lot of the stuff that you may have that's pre-mixed um, that you just add, you know, probably water yeah, or something water, to, I yeah, that, that you just throw in the oven. Not only is it the bread that you may be eating, but it's also anything that's a cake mix or anything that, that has something in it that will make the bread rise itself. So if it has leaven in it, it needs to be removed from the home, period. It needs to be off of the premises, and in substitution of that, um, I know that the one of the the uh, uh, the brand that we use quite a bit is the Manischewitz, uh, uh, yeah, uh, matzah. matzah, and they make it in all kinds of flavors. I think they make the onion, garlic, and they make this light salted, and they make the bland one. Um, but going and getting that because you're going to be eating it for the next seven days. So where where are you taking this Hamatz? You're taking it to the office? No, I'm taking... So, so in, <laughs> in, in recent years, what I've done is I've taken it, put it in a cooler, uh, taken it to the office um, or taken it somewhere. If, if you can't take it anywhere, this year I'm probably going to take it right to the dumpster um, and get rid of it. Um, we don't really carry a lot of, you know, a lot of people out there probably doing that low-carb diet anyway. So, um, but for us... I'll probably take it to the dump. Yeah, and see, and I don't eat. I don't eat a lot of bread anyway. Yeah, so and whatever's uh, there is is getting round file thirteen. Yeah, and uh, uh, what Clabber Girl? <laughs> Clabber Girl. Clabber Girl. Baking soda. Baking soda. Yeah. Yeah, baking soda. Yeah, any anything that's gonna make that has that leavening component in it, 
Um, and then, which I'm going to practically volley it back to you because there's a, a spiritual aspect to why we don't have leaven in the home and that has everything to do with, with the mitzvot, which is a little leaven, leaveneth the whole lump and that has to deal with a lot of we, we want to get uh, the. I'm, I'm taking yeah, your thunder. Yeah, no, you're not. No, you're not. Because <laughs> I mean, across the street in the Christian mm-hmm. church, we always talk about mm-hmm. leaven and sin. Get the leaven out. Get the leaven out. Get the sin out. Mm-hmm. Leaven in this particular issue is a metaphor for sin. Mm-hmm. So the Most High is saying, "I want you to get everything out of your house." that represents anything that can rise. Mm. Because I want you, Israel, to understand that you need to have your feet firmly planted on the ground and not allow anything to allow your mind, your consciousness Mm. of who you are to be elevated above who you are and who I am to you and this particular event that's taking place. Yeah. It's a move it, yeah. get it out of the way. Exactly. And I want you to remember, I want you to remember that you were once a slave in Mitzrayim. Mm. And it is a result of this action that I'm doing here because mm-hmm. I promised, I promised your father, Abraham, mm-hmm. that you all would be in captivity in Mitzrayim for 400 plus plus years. Mm-hmm. And to the date, to the date, the Most High came and did exactly what he said he was going to do. But I want you to remember what you went through. Absolutely. And so Passover, when he talks about I need you to remember, I, it's not just the day of what's taking place. I want you to remember the history of what you went through down here. Absolutely. And that's, and that's the beautiful thing about all of our festivals is there's some component that's there that helps us remember and connect us back to our ancestors. Passover, where they, we're roasting the lamb. That's what our ancestors did at the time. Feast of Matzah, you have to be ready, have your, your staff, you're ready to rock and roll. And because of that, you can't have anything that needs to rise in the oven that's going to take a long time take a to long cook. Time. So you need to have something that's very quick so you can eat it on the road while you're going. When we get to uh, Sukkot at the end of the year, at in-gathering, what is that? That's all about living in a sukkah for, for eight days. That's what our ancestors did. So the Most High does a very eloquent job of, of not just saying, okay, remember, but I want you to participate in what your ancestors did so you have a deeper connection with right, them. Right, 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 right. So, um, yeah, I've got, I was looked in my closet in my shelf the other day. I said, hmm, I got some, I got some hot dog buns. I got some <laughs> hamburger buns. Oh, there's some bagels up in here. Uh, I don't know where they came from. Um, uh, I've got some Clabber Girl, uh, baking soda, baking powder in the cabinet. See, mm-hmm. I've got, I don't use, uh, I don't use, uh, soft to silk cake cake mix so i only have no cake mix to get to get rid of mm-hmm. uh flour i've got flour but it's not rising flour it's just flour yeah you know you know let me ask you this just on an off topic while we're while we're meandering around here 
would it be out of place for us to have that stuff and give it to someone out on the street? Because, you know, we're going through this thing right now where there's a lot of homeless people that are out there. Would it be out of place to do that, knowing what we know, to say we're expelling it from our house, but we're giving this hum this hummus no, to somebody else? No, 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 it wouldn't be because, I mean, it's, it's food that they can eat. Mm. And, you know, here's the deal. Here's the deal with that. Here's, 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 here's my thought process. Okay. There are things that Hebrew Israel can't do that the nations can. Mm. True. Very true. I mean, what the Most High has spoken to Hebrew Israel is to Hebrew Israel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People who are not Hebrew Israel can do anything they want to do. Sure. And so, I mean, um, you know, giving giving this to people who who are hungry and don't have a clue would certainly be fulfilling another mitzvot. That is taking care of the poor. Taking care of the poor. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> so it is. So we go on. So during these seven days, we get back to text verse mm -hmm. nineteen. No hamats, no leaven is to be found in your houses. Whoever eats food or hamats in it is to be cut off from the community of Israel. It doesn't matter whether he is a foreigner or a citizen of the land, eating nothing but hamats in it. Oh, my goodness. Can I say, can I read 20? Wherever you live. Oh, yeah. Wherever you live. Wherever. Wherever you live, eat matzah. matzah. What were you going to say? I was going to say, I was going to emphasize wherever, almost spell it, W-H-E-R-E-V-E-R, -E -E wherever you live, you need to be doing this. Yeah. To compound the issue of this perpetual thing that even in our exile, this is something that we can do to observe it. Now, we can't, again, when you get over into, well... There's some things that, you know, are, are germane to, like you said earlier, getting a, we don't, we're not farmers. We don't have flocks. We don't, right. you know, we can't participate in the grabbing the kid and preparing it, right. you know, four days earlier and then having it sequestered. And then I, I, I don't know that I could do that. You know what? I think there's, is there a deeper meaning to that? What, go ahead. I'm no, gonna, I, don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know. See, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm squirmish. Mm -hmm. I don't even like to touch. I have a hard time even touching uh, uh, a piece of tr uh, trout. Mm -hmm. You know, I get you get trout, and I got I got it's, it's kind of squirmish to me. And so you go, well, but you, you cut up chicken. Chicken's not, you know, <laughs> but a live animal. Absolutely. So yeah. I, I have never, I have never, ever, I've never, never, never done that. And I think it, it, it's, it's, it's kind of like, wow. The, that's another interesting point that I didn't bring up when we actually did it earlier. Is that both, I think all three gentlemen that, we, that were with me, or at least including myself, which was part of the three that did this. When we were feeling the, the, the animal understand what was going on when he was getting led over there i think we felt the same thing too sorrowful you know like oh my goodness we're getting ready to do this and we don't know what's going to happen next but i'm telling you 
as soon as there's if, if you've ever watched the movie Avatar there is a scene in there where the the Navi the 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 young lady that plays the um, I forget what her name is in the movie is that she's trying to teach this other individual that's the impersonator the avatar the guy that's living in this other the, the being that when they killed something that it had some connection with the rest of the world and that it wasn't a, a killing just to be violent. It was a killing for a purpose. And that's, I guess I could say, if, if I could relate it to anything, that's what it was like. Once we got the animal on the ground and we understood that that's what we were doing, was, it was for this purpose to honor the mitzvot, there was a peace that came over us. Once we knew that that animal was calm, literally it was kind of like, okay, it, all that, those inhibitions and reservations kind of went away. I think you do well at it. I really do. Because once you, once that animal gets to the point where you're on the ground and you're praying over that animal and, and it, and, and you, you all understand what's getting ready to happen. And it's because we're honoring the most high. You do it. I'll pray. All that fear I'll goes pray. away. I'll pray. You do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in verse 21, Mashai called all the leaders of Israel and said, select and take lambs for your families mm -hmm. and slaughter the Pesach lamb. Take a bunch of hyssop leaves, dip it in the blood, which is in the basin and smear it on the two sides, the top of the door frame. Then none of you is to go out the door of his house until morning. Mm. Now there's a reason for this. Mm. He says, for Yahweh will pass through and kill the Egyptians. But when he sees the blood on top of the door sides, Yahweh will pass over the door and will not allow the slaughterer to enter your houses and kill you. Mm. You are to observe this as a law, you and your descendants forever. Mm. So now, now we kind of see, we kind of see what's, what's taking place, what's kind of taking place here. Mm. You know, uh, it's Passover. It's Passover. And, you know, selecting the lamb and, you know, going through all of this process is one of the things that makes this particular celebration so beautiful and so wonderful. And so, you know, we're saying to all of those of you, mm -hmm. as you hear this particular podcast, uh, if you don't get it right this year, you can thank the Most High that he's given us grace. Yes. And you'll have a procedure for getting it right in the upcoming years as we as we move on in this time frame in this land before the Most High redeems us out of it. Mm. Uh, it's a beautiful time, and we're going to have a beautiful time this weekend. We're going to celebrate it, the Passover feast at my house on Friday evening with select families that I've invited, and then we'll be here for the Feast of Matzah, and we'll have a big celebration here at Congregation on the Shabbat, and then we'll come back the seven days later, and we'll have another celebration on closing out the Feast of Matzah. Mm. Well, I don't know. Anything else you want to say today? No, no, no. It's just other than, you know, what you've said before. It's such a beautiful time. It gives us an opportunity to commune and be with the Most High and actually um, express our Hebraicness uh, and exemplify that in its highest degree. These, these, these times are, 
if you read the apocryphal books, if you read uh, throughout the course of uh, of the prophets, out of the writings, the Psalms, these festivals are keep coming up over and over, over and over again, over yes. and yes, over do. again. Yeah. These these are the appointed times that the Most High really, really uh, deems are, are important, and we need to take them seriously. But at the same time, it's a festival. He wants yeah. us to have a good time and rejoice and remember. So with that, and once again, before we before we. Uh say goodbye for this evening, for this time. I want you to reiterate to them where they can get this calendar. Let's close with, by giving yes. them a, a closure of where they can obtain this calendar. Yes, for, for the time being, email me directly at sd, as in David, a, at writersblock.com, dot, dot net, writersblock.net. That's W-R-I-T-E-R-Z. B-L-O-C-K dot net. Email me there. I will respond back to you with how you can uh, pay for your calendar. And then I will give you a a ship date on when you're going to receive your Hebrew calendar. And we will rejoice together wherever you are. Well, this has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this has been Hebrews Hebrews in in Exile. exile. Shalom. Shalom.